0: You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU Sports Team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host Nathan Long. I'm once once again joined by Tyler Viso. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm 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 thriving. About to go to Disney World, so yeah, there you go. Um, well, today we're going to discuss, we're going to take a break, because this has felt like an LSU baseball podcast for the past three weeks. Kind of. We are going to talk about them for five
1: minutes. That's okay. But, I mean, overall, I mean, they kept winning, so we had to keep talking yeah, exactly. about them. But I'm today we're
0: going to talk about the Saints and their prospects this upcoming season and the NFL a little bit as a whole. Um, so we'll, we'll jump into LSU baseball first, because we kind of have to talk about it. And I'll, we'll briefly mention LSU track and field uh, winning a natty. So congrats to them. Um, This week, LSU lost in two games to Tennessee. I don't want to talk about it much. I've only got a couple of things to talk about. Um, In game one, why did Paul pull Hilliard so early when he was dealing?
1: See, I don't know. I guess the thing about it is Palmineri was never good with pitchers, and the problem with last weekend, like not so during the regional, was that we had basically had to mix and match in so many scenarios, and Hilliard had basically started two games and he pitched in two games, really. And they put him in, and he was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out like I want it to. And it really didn't. And so, and Javen Coleman, that one-two combo was a winning recipe, in my opinion. Yeah. Because you take that, you take Hilliard's breaking ball, that you put in the dirt, and then you mix and match that with, okay, you saw the breaking ball for three innings, four innings, however much, and then you put in Javen Coleman, who's just going to pump gas. And he's going to make you swing and miss. And it was just a, it was a good one-two combo I liked the game plan; it just didn't really work out.
0: I I liked going to Javon Coleman. That's what I thought they were going to do. I just thought they went in uh, an inning too early mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like Hilliard was giving up anything yet.
1: He was he was hyped, man. Yeah, he, he was,
0: was he was feeling it, and you just don't take out a pitch, pitcher when he's really feeling it. Now, if he gave up two hits, okay, yeah,
1: take him out. You should have waited for him to get into a jam yeah. before because Coleman was warmed up, ready.
0: So he was he was ready to I, go. I think whenever. they warmed up Coleman too early, and I think that kind of forced Paul's hand because he didn't want. Javen to sit there for too long, but he shouldn't have warmed him up that early anyway.
1: You you never want to put him in, you never want to warm a guy up and it's getting late and he's in the jam and then all of a sudden you got to start, like he's got to start going quick. So you want to give him ample time to get ready, which is fine. But if you would have waited for Hilliard to get into a jam, you would have gotten in a much better scenario. And I don't know if that changes the outcome. I don't know how that works. It's a whole different scenario. But I think that if Hilliard pitches that fifth, the game does look different. Yeah.
0: Um, the second game, though, uh, not much they could have done. What went wrong for the Tigers in that game?
1: I mean, Marceau did not look like himself. I'm, I'm not blaming I'm not blaming the regional at all. I think he just didn't look like himself because he yeah. just, just didn't had look a like back, himself. It happens. And then, I mean, Tennessee played on like a t-ball field. I mean, they went, dude, they played on like a high school field. The back yeah, wall was exactly. 390. All those,
0: all those home runs are like, in Omaha, that's, that's a fly out. The I mean, warning track. The like only maybe. home run this weekend that felt like an actual home run was Doty's in the first game because that that cleared the wall by like fifty feet. Oh yeah, like that was, was that was a home run.
1: There were some of them that didn't look right, and I mean, it looked like they were playing on a high school field, which was ridiculous. Yeah. But because people kept getting just absolutely teed off on, you had to keep putting in pitchers. And, and they all played. There bad. was the thing about it is that's what proves to you right now of why Friday was so important because you get teed off on like that, you're just like, all right, we'll okay, see you tomorrow. Yeah, we
0: concede this game. Look, we'll put a position player on the mound. We don't care.
1: Yeah, well, you could have put in Ty Floyd Fowler. It didn't matter. You could have put in anybody and been like, hey. I would
0: have put in Fowler and just left him. Yeah, you just be <laughs> so like, hey man,
1: would've... like I would have put in a guy like Ty Floyd or somebody like that and been like, hey man, you're the future of this program. You need to start learning to get out of jams. Here you go, and put them in a jam, and be like, "Hey man, work yourself out of it." Because we're playing tomorrow, and Labus is pitching, and you had the you had a game. Mm -hmm. You look at that, and that would have fired. I think that would have fired a team to been like, "Hey man, you you beat us pretty bad, but I mean, we'll see you tomorrow, and we'll see if you can do that again." Because I highly doubt you'll be able to do it again. Mm -hmm. Because they weren't recreating that performance. That was a once. That was. I mean, nine home runs in a super regional. That was the. That's a record now. Yeah. The LSU's always got the high scoring records these days. Like mm-hmm. the Texan football game. Yeah. They always got these kind of records. <laughs> it's
0: not a good thing to have when you're on the losing side. We
1: always somehow um, manage it, too.
0: But on the, uh, one more thing I want to talk about with this is what is so wrong with Tennessee fans because they did a lot wrong. The way they acted was just really not how most people. And I do want to shout out, you know, they, they booed Paul Maneri at the end of the game when they shouted him out. The, when they shouted him the, out. Like, but. Their, their argument on, on Twitter when they weren't saying racist stuff was uh, that, um, oh, he called us nasty. Well, first off, you're proving him right. And yeah. second off, you were yelling racist stuff at Trey Morgan. You don't want to be called nasty for that? The thing about it is,
1: um, if you really want to look at it this way, and it was kind of act like you've been there before, and they had never been there before. No. Uh, Vite- Vitello's never been there. That baseball team's never been there. I mean, if you go through the numbers and you look at it, like LSU has class because they've won so many times and they've been there so many times that they can win with dignity and lose with dignity. And Texas A&M had nothing to hang their hat on besides, Tennessee. yeah, a uh, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, they had nothing to hang their hat on, so it didn't even matter. I mean, they. they I mean, the last time they went to a super regional was like. Ooh, I think it was 2005 or something like that. Or it was their first, third trip to Omaha. Like, come on, dude. LSU does this almost every two years. They're a
0: second-rate athletic school. Our women's track and field, both indoor and outdoor alone, have more national championships than they have total just exactly so they're (laughs) nothing they're nothing to us
1: yeah like they just and they wanted to boo and they wanted to be disgusting and nasty and whatever like like all you do is prove them right and
0: there's and there's there's fun like jockeying like that's the the stupid things on twitter the memes of you just lost to this you know that's fine The, the the yelling to the right fielder look that happens in every that happens in every stadium so, I mean, I'm more or less okay with that. But, like, just some of the stuff they did was just so wrong.
1: Sometimes it gets obscene. Like, they had, like, the uh, retire shirt. shirts. Like, why would you, like, that yeah, was also why stupid? Would you do that? It was just the fact that you couldn't act like you've been there before because you'd never been there before. I mean, like, they're just not good. I mean,
0: Tennessee are a bunch of children,
1: is what you're saying. Oh uh, uh, Yeah, I guess so. They like, just, I
0: don't even think LSU's student section, which we are stupid as heck, and we don't do have Chance Band, in. <laughs> That, they chanted overrated uh, for a team that w- went 13 and 17 wasn't, in the SEC the team and wasn't, wasn't ranked
1: since March. We weren't ranked since March. About? We faced four elimination games in the regional, which mm. we were the three seed. So weren't even projected to get yeah. out of it. We somehow scraped everything together in our power to get to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And you want to call us overrated? Like you're dumb. just you're just dumb. Like you just don't know anything and you obviously don't like understand how things work.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we'll move on from this on a more positive note. I mentioned this before, but LSU's men's track and field uh, team took home the national championship this past weekend. Listen to how nuts this is. LSU had an, had 84 points. The next closest was the host, Oregon, who had 53. Oh yeah, we crushed them. That is absurd. <laughs> We we've at, we've asked this before. Is LSU really? You know, we call them a football school, baseball school. Are they a track school?
1: Yeah, track has the most national championships out of any program in this. I think
0: if you include the men's, women's, indoor and outdoor, it's more than every other yeah. sport combined. Dude, that uh, that guy.
1: I mean, so um, the guy who does the high jump and the uh, the guy who runs the hundred meters. Like those are like top tier athletes that you'll probably see running the Olympics. Olympics one day. Yeah, like those guys were phenomenal um the guy who threw the javelin i forget their names yeah. the guy who threw the javelin won the national championship on his final throw mm-hmm. and he threw it for his personal best to win the natty like just win the, win the championship clutch they were um the four by one team looked phenomenal i mean like the track the track team's good man they they, yeah. have, they are some burners I really
0: i need, bernie moore is in a bad stadium at all but man they need something better because they are just electric I mean, they are so good, and you're telling me they can't get a little bit of funding to get. Yeah, they don't get nothing. No, they they, de- they deserve
1: more. It's just kind of hard. Like, okay, if you look, did you see pictures of Oregon's like track stadium though? No, it, it didn't looked. See. It looks better than like their football field. It's crazy. Really? It's crazy nice, and it could probably fit triple what like what Bernie Moore could fit. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks crazy. Mm-hmm. So it shows you how much they value another you know, track and field team. But
0: well, LSU needs to get on that. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Well, we're going we're gonna to stop right there talking about LSU, and we're going to finally move on to what this pod's actually about, and that's the Saints and their upcoming prospects this season. Uh, we're kind of in that dead period of the NFL where not a lot's happening. Um, the Saints are coming off a 12-4 and season. That saw them lose to the eventual Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That makes me want to throw up to say. Um, there has been quite a bit of turnover for the Saints, so let's get into it. First, obviously, we have to talk about the loss of Drew Brees. How big was that loss to the Saints?
1: It's it's a big loss in name value, but in his last, like, three years, you could see his decline from having, like, almost a career-ending shoulder mm-hmm. injury. So you couldn't see him throw the deep ball like he used to. I mean, the guy the guy is the first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's a big loss in terms of leadership. And, like, he was, I mean, he was precision, like a surgeon with accuracy, and he was so good. But the, the turnover on him is going to be, like, now you can open up the playbook a little yeah. bit more to say, "Hey, man! Now you have to like. Now you have to put a safety back because if James Winston or, Tame's hit, or Taysom Hill start, they can they could throw deep." Throw it deep. So it, it opens up the playbook a little bit more and Sean Payton's so creative and such a good head coach, like He's probably one of the best head coaches in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. So he can he can make it happen.
0: Yeah, this is that's kinda sums up how I feel. Like there is a loss to it because you're losing not only this like leadership, you're losing the icon of your franchise, right? Your whole city. It's like yeah. It's like Jordan retiring in Chicago, right? Like that was it's on that level. Like a morning your- day. I mean, yeah. it's
1: sad. <laughs> and um, it sucks yeah. to see him go and you, you knew it had the ride had to uh, end eventually and you wish that guy could play till he was 100 but he keep in mind he did have almost career ending he got injured in the past
0: really 3 years because if you remember he got injured against the uh the Falcons uh late in 2018 when he was on his MVP run next week against the the, the Cowboys he just didn't look the same and it turned out it's cuz he had an injury that he yeah. was playing through and then that ruined i mean that he was going to win MVP that I mean, season his, if he didn't I mean, get hurt
1: also like keep in mind his shoulder was like almost like in half i mean the guy the guy was a warrior with injuries and mm-hmm. always just ate him up and always somehow managed to just get past it with it and still play at a very high level but it's okay
0: yeah we kind of talked about it that just breeze means so much to the city the state this team um that it'll be tough to move on
1: he'll still be around the program i'm not worried yeah. about him
0: well he'll be chilling in san diego but i guarantee you if uh Anything bad happens, he'll he'll call he'll call Sean and give him what for and yeah, what he should do. <laughs> he'll always don't
1: trust me. Sean Payton, I mean, Drew Brees and Sean Payton are like you know the yeah. guys. I mean, I'm, I'm trust me when I say Sean Payton. If he sees something, they made each other.
0: They made each other's careers. So yeah, like it was. A, it's a, They're both very important for them for each other. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, how do you feel about their successors? His successors. Um, I'm leaning toward Jameis. I'm
1: assuming it's a Jameis. It
0: better be Jameis. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel—I don't know. I feel okay about it. I'd like to see some, like, some film, some somebody Look, to tell me something about this, him. This is
0: what I'll say about Jameis and Taysom. They both struggle with turnovers. Jameis struggles with interceptions. Taysom struggles with fumbles. Interceptions are a 100 times better than fumbles because fumbles are— Typically closer to the line, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, you're going to give your that you're going to give them better field position. If you throw a forty yard bomb that's intercepted, okay, at least you flip the field, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. I think that overall, Jameis kind of has more experience. I mean, the guy He's was... He's also
0: thrown for 5,000 yards in a season. I mean... He threw 30 picks that year, too, but that's okay. 32 touchdowns, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: the thing about it is Jameis also has played in big-time settings, so I, I trust him more in the sense that, like, you've played in the game, you can tell the speed. He's played in this division his whole career. Mm-hmm. So he... I mean, he... You know, you can tell things. I mean, teams change, obviously, but whatever, but you, you, you've seen him. You can mm-hmm. do it. And Taysom just... T- Taysom really takes something out of your playbook if you don't use him like you've been using him.
0: Yeah, you should keep using him the way you have. Hey, look, he, you got Ian Book now, so you have a third string quarterback. So if, like, Taysom or if Jameis gets hurt and you have to move Taysom to that starting role, you're okay because you got an- another backup.
1: Yeah, I just I think that overall, Jameis gives you a, a better way of winning. I think he does, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,. Besides Breeze, the Saints lost numerous other players this year, including, you know, Junoris Jenkins, Malcolm Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Josh Hill. Josh Hill went to the Detroit Lions and then retired a month later. That was weird. Um, that's like what happened with Cedric Ellis. I don't know if you remember that. He went to the Bears and then retired right after, which was weird. Um, Yeah. Who do you feel was the biggest loss of any of these?
1: Mm, pro- I would probably say Janoris Jenkins because your yeah. cornerbacks are kind of slim right now. It's tough to find a good you CB2. Got, so. Yeah, you got—you drafted a guy who I think is going to be pretty good. I think overall you're going to—I think that was a loss that you didn't really want to lose, but you kind of you couldn't pay him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's some other big ones. I think Malcolm Brown's kind of an underrated one. I think Josh Hill's a really underrated one. Um of like guys that you don't notice but are contributing big
1: his his blocking and stuff was Josh very Hill good.
0: looked like he looked like your average like passing like a receiving tight end, but he didn't he was a pure blocker and he was so good at it
1: he was good at it I mean if mm-hmm. you go watch I've seen it before if you go watch film on him the the gaps he can create on that like second he, level he was he good, would just man.
0: murder people sixty pounds
1: heavier than him yeah he could he he would catch them off guard but hey man, a blocks a block mm-hmm. put in the stat book.
0: Um, well, they haven't done much to replace any of these players in free agency. They've only signed f- a fullback, Alex Arma, a uh, tight end, Nick Vinet, who probably will take the role of Josh Hill, and edge rusher Tano Passignon from the Chiefs. Um, he has a Super Bowl ring. Um, and recently, they just cleared about five to six billion in cap space. Do you feel that they are going to start signing some more free free agents now? Like, for example, Richard Sherman.
1: I just I don't think I don't think you're gonna pay Richard Sherman what Richard Sherman wants when I mean, it's
0: don't. this long like it's been this long right and he still hasn't been signed I don't know how much he's getting
1: he okay in all honesty you you would sign him for championship leadership he would be the same way yeah. you signed Malcolm Jenkins is like championship leadership. With, like, you know, he's been there. He can, you know, pick you up. He's a veteran. He's mm-hmm. got this veteran presence in the locker room. He can pick people up when they're down. He can get you mad. He kind of reminds me of, like, Draymond Green. Where, like, he'll get you so angry to make you give your best mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, like, I would... If you sign him for the right price, which is, like, in my opinion, low, I, I just... I, I would sign him for leadership, not play.
0: Mm-hmm. I do think we will see some signings in the next couple of days. Um, maybe even happening... After we record this and before I post it, and that'll make me very, very mad. <laughs> um, but um, one person that is still out there, and I think the Saints should look at Quan Alexander. Thoughts on him?
1: You need another linebacker, it so seems. you you have some,
0: but. I don't know. You drafted one. You have Demario. I think Craig Robertson's still there. <sighs> no, which he's is out. just no. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Like no, uh, sorry. Good special teamer. I mean, that's why he's he's a captain. You he know, he's a good leadership, but he's a he he's a special teams oh, captain. Oh, hey
1: man, special teams. I mean, look at Russell Gage, man, LSU guy. He mm-hmm. made his name in the NFL in special teams. Now he's getting receiver reps. Yeah. But he, I mean, he made his name with special teams. So mm-hmm. that's what it takes sometimes. Yeah.
0: No, that's what that's what Craig Robertson did, and you know he's been very good on it. Um. But you think that even with the injury that he suffered, do you think it's still worth taking that risk? I mean, I You'd don't have think, to look. I don't think he'd be asking for that much. I he loved it here. I think he wants to stay here. He, he I mean, he's from here. Yeah, like, he made it from. clear that he wants to stay here. So,
1: I think yet again, it's the whole question of is the price right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just like the Saints don't have enough money to throw at somebody like that these days. So if the Saints can, if the Saints can make a good move here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I'd, I'd take him.
0: All right, um, we talked about free agency. I guess we'll touch on the draft class of the players Saints the Saints drafted, um, which I remind you are edge Rusher, Peyton, Peyton Turner, linebacker Pete Warner, cornerback Paulson Adebo, quarterback Ian Book, tackle Landon Young, and wide receiver Kawan Baker. Who do you think has the biggest impact this year?
1: I would say, it depends on your free agency signings, but Pete Warner and uh, Adebo. Paulson, yeah. Yeah, Paulson Adebo are going to be probably your two – Paul's Debo is probably gonna be a day one starter.
0: Yeah, that's how I look at this. Like I look at Peyton Turner. I don't think he's the starting edge He'll still get snaps just like Trey Hendrickson did last year. But that's he's not technically news. your starter. He's you know, that'll be Davenport and Jordan. You know, Warner Warner, we have no idea what's gonna happen this year because who knows, you drafted Zach Bond last year and you have Caden Ellis still here. They might beat beat him out. I feel like Paulson Adebo, though, he's going to get – I think he's going to start unless they sign someone. I just don't think Patrick Robinson will beat him out. I don't think anything like that. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. So my overall thought is for him is that your cornerback needs are probably greater than your immediate linebacker needs right now. Yeah. But then again, those are, we talked about two free agencies at those exact positions. So if you mix and match one or the other, those two guys fill in a role. Yeah. So you don't sign Quan Alexander and you sign Richard Sermon, Adibo goes back, and then you may use Pete Werner in certain situations. You may need him, and I think he's going to be good. Watching what he did at Ohio State was impressive. He was good. Yeah, he was very. Good.
0: He's very intelligent, I think that's.
1: He reminds uh, me of like Luke Kuechly. You know, like he had like he had very good like ball hawking presence. Yeah, could cover. Could cover that. Just slot. not
0: quite as athletic as Luke Kuechly. Luke Kuechly was, was good. Um. Yeah, but like like I said, those top three: Peyton Turner, Pete Warner, Paulson, Adebo, is the ones to get snaps probably the most this year. If Ian Book is playing snaps, we're in trouble. Yeah, not be- not because he's not ne- he's necessarily bad. You never know with a guy like that, but uh, that means Taysom and Jameis both got hurt, and uh, you know tackle Landon Young, I-, I think, we're pretty set at tackle, and uh, Kawan Baker might see some snaps at wide receiver, but he's got yeah. some guys that have been here a couple years. I don't see him beating out you know Mt, Juwan Johnson, um, Marquise Calloway, and Traquan Smith or Deontay Harris. So he might be that sixth guy that just sticks around. Yeah, um, I guess that's. We can talk about it for the draft. Um, last thing for the Saints before we talk about the NFL. Um, what do you think the record is next year? Which I remind you is a seventeen game schedule, so the records look really, really funky.
1: Yeah, mm, I would probably go around like twelve and five to thirteen and four
0: around there. I guess. I think the lowest they'll go is ten and seven, which is probably still a playoff team. Mm, if I had to bet, maybe. I'll go. I'll go eleven and eleven and six. We we'll get you in a wild card for sure, but but here's the thing I don't get is these people that are so down on the Saints like I see us see them predicting going eight and eight. I'm like yeah, the Saints lost stuff, but like did they really lose four games, four and a half games because it's an extra game now? So four and a half games um, worth of talent? Are you serious? I don't. See, that's that's Drew BS. Brees.
1: That's the thing is like I think the retirement of Drew Brees made people look at him and say oh they're gonna have to start rebuilding. But Drew Tampa Brees went wasn't. seven
0: and nine with an awful team with him. So like, because remember those cornerbacks were awful that year. So their defense allowed so many points.
1: Yeah, I think that overall, I mean, your defense is still amazing.
0: Um, Sean Payton aside your head from number coach. two corner, like I don't everything else, I'm okay with.
1: But that's the thing is like overall, Sean Payton's still your head coach, and I mean. He's still an offensive mind, yeah. so and he gets all off season to work with Jameis. You can you can be good. I, I promise you, you can be good. You just have to work out some things and figure out. You know, your cornerback situation will be a problem. Dennis Allen's still your head, uh, your defensive coordinator, though, so you can always make it work.
0: Mm-hmm. I um, uh, do you feel that they uh, will win the division? No, I don't think we're going to win. The I division. think it's possible. I think the Bucks run was pretty fluky last year. I mean, they were a wild card for a reason. Um I think it's possible. I wouldn't bet on it, but I would say it's a 35% chance. I
1: think I think that the problem is that they in the beginning with Tom Brady, they didn't hit their stride till later in the season, and then whenever they all started clicking, it got really bad for everybody.
0: Uh, I disagree with that. I didn't think they started clicking until like um the NFC Championship. I, that was when they really started playing well because like against us, I mean, Jared Cook doesn't fumble. Saints probably won that. Um, with the football, the Washington football team, they got taken to the last minute by a, a backup who was on a college Heineke. campus the week before. So, I, I don't know. I, I think what they did was kind of fluky. They got lucky in both those games, and then they just played well in the next two. I don't know if that carries over next season.
1: I don't know. It just depends. I mean, you still got to keep in mind that, like, Tom Brady is getting old but I, nothing nothing seems to stop them but eventually one year you're going to It's going to
0: happen it. it always does. Eventually I'm not going to say what year it does. It could happen this yeah. year, it could happen next year, it could happen yeah. 10 years from now. We have no idea, but mm. I'm not going to I mean it will happen. Yeah. Father time is undefeated. It so is. Uh, we'll see. Um so we'll move on to the rest of the NFL. Who do you have as your favorite to come out of both the NFC and AFC?
1: Ooh. Well, okay, in the NFC I would probably say your early favorite would be Tampa, defending after champs. And I, I would probably say that the Kansas City Chiefs are your favorite for the AFC. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry how good both those teams are. The Packers don't, as of right now, are not looking like they have Aaron Rodgers, so mm-hmm. there's your problem. I think mm, some other teams in there. I don't know, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I guess like my early favorite would be the Bucks and the Chiefs, um, but that has a lot... The AFC is more clear cut. I kind of feel the AFC very well. The NFC is very weird. The like,
1: AFC's got some new blood, though. Yeah, but the Browns. What I'm, but what I'm
0: saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know the Browns are going to be good. I know the Bills are going to be good. They're young, but I know they're going to be good. With the NFC, it's like one team. Like, I know the Bucks will probably be good, but besides that, I don't. I, I don't like. Know
1: much. I like. The NFC West is still very good. The mm-hmm. problem is they have to beat up on each other to get teams in. The Cardinals. But, like, I don't believe in the Rams.
0: I don't. The The Seahawks, I could see maybe with some Russell Wilson magic.
1: Their offense is still amazing. They got to figure out their defensive problems, but if they figure those out, I mean, you're you're golden.
0: And how much of an effort is Garoppolo going to give? You know, as to give his defense? No, I don't think he's going to give as much effort because he knows that he just got replaced by Trey Lance. Like he's it's he's sitting there. Behind him, that's how Aaron
1: Rodgers felt. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, that?
0: it definitely. These are egotistical maniacs. You got to remember, these these athletes have huge egos, so anything like that just they it it affects them.
1: Yeah, I think that the AFC is a little bit more cut, like a little bit more like, you know, you can you can find some teams that'll be really good this year. Yeah, like the Bills, the Steelers, the Browns, the Titans are going to be good. The Colts are probably going to be good again. Yeah. Um, well, that Chargers right. got a lot of young team, a lot of young players. They probably won't be amazing, but they'll have some young players. And like the Chiefs, obviously. But in the NFC, you look at it and you look at teams like um, the Bears. will probably never have anything figured out. No. Even with Justin Fields,
0: they probably still don't have anything. Maybe figured the out. Vikings come out of nowhere. You know? No, nah, not I it. mean, they, they drafted a lot of rookies last year, and a lot of them were rookies. So Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, and I don't really trust him. Yeah, but I've seen. Um, oh, what's his face? I'm I'm losing my mind. Their quarterback when the, for the Minneapolis Miracle. Oh. Um, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. You know, I've yeah. seen crazier. I've seen Nick Foles. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the thing about it is, like, the problem is right now, so you look at the four divisions in each side. Well, the problem is that the NFC East is horrific.
0: It's horrific. Yeah, like, I don't— None of those teams got significantly better this offseason. I think the Cowboys will do better with Dak Prescott back, but their defense was so bad Patrick Sertan year. can't
1: fix all your problems.
0: That's yeah, the Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that, I mean, Chicago should play better. Um, the Saints and the Bucks are still going to be, you know, very good. And then the NFC West, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks can make some magic. I yeah, mean, I, think are, think the, I think teams.
0: the Panthers will be better. I think they'll be improved because they'll have McCaffrey all year, hopefully. Well, not hopefully. I am hope he retires. I don't want mm-hmm. him to get hurt.
1: Barring any injuries. <laughs> yeah. Another year, they got they got a guy from LSU, Terrace mm-hmm. Marshall. So, yeah. Fixing problems.
0: Yeah. Um,. Is there a team that you expect to fall off? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll give you one, uh, the Packers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, okay,
1: Packers, Packers without Aaron Rodgers probably lose almost every game and go get a draft pick. That's pretty high. Yeah.
0: Um, because without Aaron you Rodgers... You're me they're, they're taking Miles Brennan number one overall, right?
1: <laughs> Miles Brennan plays good, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if he fixes the Packers, I mean, he just... Uh, he's curtain. so they, They're going to fall off. I mean, I also think that... Um,
0: I expect the Bills to not. I still think the Bills will be good, but I don't think they'll be as good oh, because no. I, I think they're going to be better. Be, I disagree because I think the Patriots and the Dolphins uh, will be much improved, and I think that'll take away a couple. Because I mean, they swept New England last year, and did I, they sweep their did they sweep their division last n- year? No, I don't think so. I think okay. they lost one, but they probably yeah. lost
1: one to the Dolphins or something. Because that's the only lost other it team the could
0: Jets think. or something. Just kidding. Uh, no, that was a joke.
1: <laughs> only the Brown the Browns lost to the Jets that time last year. Do you remember that game? Oh, It was yes, a fumble. I do. They yeah, fumbled okay. it.
0: Yeah, good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Packers are the—if if Aaron Rodgers doesn't mend this, I mean, I think, yeah. Although, you never know. You could see, like, the Chiefs a couple years ago when they traded Alex Smith, and I thought that was a terrible move because I, when I watched Patrick Mahomes coming out of college, I was like, this is the worst footwork I've ever seen in my life. This is terrible, which yeah. it was, but they worked their butt off, and they got him much better footwork.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers aren't going to be great. I think that, I don't know, some other teams. I think the Steelers kind of... I think the Steelers will fall off. The Steelers aren't going to be good. I think that this year... Which is good. I hate Ben Roethlisberger.
0: Yeah, he's not great. I
1: think that... Um, there's a couple... No,
0: I, I don't I don't care about his skill. I hate him as a person. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he's, he's, he's annoying anyway. <laughs> he's, he's a Hall of Famer, yeah. But he's also um, not so a good person, goodness. and I'm not going <laughs> to say more because it's allegedly... I can't say more than that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we'll move on to Cincinnati. How do you think Chase will do with Burrow?
1: Oh, I think, I don't know. I think they're going to be okay. I don't I, think they're I think they'll w- be an o- okay team,
0: but. They're
1: I, not, I mean, they have to play their division. And
0: then also, I mean, that offensive line, man, they didn't. I mean, they drafted three guys, but none of them were first-round picks. And Yeah. I mean, it's great to throw 60-yard bombs, but to throw 60-yard bombs, you need like five seconds of the pocket.
1: Yeah, that and um, in this year, let's see, I'm looking at their schedule this year. They get to play the Chiefs and the Browns twice and the 49ers. And they so, they the so they play
0: the West. So they play the best division in football because yep. they play the Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals as well. That's or yeah, that's terrible. That'll be there. That'll be it.
1: Okay, so there you go. I mean, that's that's not that's not great form. I think yeah, Joe there.
0: Burrow officially dead. We can say he will die. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. I think he'll die this year. I, no, I, he won't. I guarantee you, he will not play every game this year. I guarantee you. by yes, I, will. I guarantee you by the end of the year, he will be on IR, um, and it won't be his fault. because um, they are just um David carving this right now. <laughs> I don't know what the, you know the Texans did. <laughs> Gave him nothing. Um, all right, name a team that you're interested in watching this year, like seeing what they do. Because I'll name one first, the Dolphins. Really interested to see what happens with Tua.
1: I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. That'll be, be interesting. With Julio Jones yeah. and Ryan Tannehill, and they keep going up. They keep they keep climbing the mountain. They just can't mm-hmm. get to the peak. So we'll see. I like them. Let's see, what's another interesting team this year? The Dolphins are a good shout. I like them. I,
0: it's just Tua is so interesting to me because – I mean, a couple years ago, he was the closest thing to a slam dunk we've ever seen. Like, everyone was like, yeah, too. Yeah, you would think at the time. But obviously, things changed with his injuries. And then, you know, he didn't look great when he played this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick looked like the better quarterback this year. At times, yeah. Granted, Ryan Fitzpatrick's the greatest journeyman of all time. Yes. But you don't want to be as good as a journeyman. You want to be better than a journeyman.
1: Another team that's interesting is the uh, the Chargers. See how Justin Herbert does in his second year. Mm -hmm. Mr. Rookie of the Year of sorts. So we'll see about that. Yeah.
0: Um, anything else you want
1: to mention for the NFL? mm no, I'm no? good. Hopefully the Saints figure it out this
0: offseason, win some games. It would be nice if they brought home a second championship. That would make me very happy. I'd love to see it. Yep. Um, well, I guess that'll do it for today, for Nathan Long, for Tyler Viso, for our producer, David Robbins. This has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers and Hoot